0: That's why in the Brahma Samhita, what is that? Sadujvala vigrahasya, Ujwala vigrahasya, bright form, you know. <clears throat> his impersonal aspect or Brahma effulgence is but the glow of his personal rays, just as the sun's rays are the glow of the sun god. When the child saint, Prahlad Maharaj, was in the presence of his atheist father, his father asked him, where is your god? When Prahlad Maharaj... When Prahlad replied that God resides everywhere, the father angrily asked whether his God was within one of the pillars of the palace. And the child said, yes. At once, the atheist king shattered the pillar in front of him to pieces and the Lord instantly appeared as Narasimha, the half-man, half lion incarnation and killed the atheist king. Thus, the Lord is within everything and he creates everything by his different energies. Through his inconceivable powers, he can appear at any place in order to favour his sincere devotee. Lord Narsimha appeared from within the pillar, not by the order of the atheist king but by the wish of his devotee Prahlad. This we have seen in the Narsimha Leela, the series that we have done. So, he did not come uh, because the Hiranyakashipu challenged him, where are you, is he in this pillar? Okay, let me me see. Uh, Because to answer Hiranyakashipu's challenge he came, no. He came because Prahlad said yes, (laughs) for that he came. An atheist cannot order the Lord to appear, but the Lord will appear anywhere and everywhere to show mercy to his devotee. The Bhagavad Gita 4.8 Sadhu uh, Paritranaya sadhunam, vinashaya chadushkritam, dharma samstha panarthaya sambhavami yuge yuge. It is said, Paritranaya sadhunam, vinashaya chadushkritam. I come to protect the devotees and destroy the demons. But actually, the destroying the demons, he can do it with either by his agency also. He doesn't need to personally come down for that and he is not interested in that very much. His main thing is about protecting the devotees. That is his real. For the devotees, he comes really. The Bhagavad Gita similarly states that the Lord appears in order to vanquish non-believers and protect believers. Of course, the Lord has sufficient energies and agents who can vanquish atheists. But it pleases him to personally favour a devotee. Therefore, he descends as an incarnation. Actually, he descends only to favour his devotees and not for any other purpose. In the Brahma Samhita, 5.35, what is that? Anadi Manantarum, is that? Oh, this is, uh, wait a second, I am forgot. Ekopiya Saurachayitam, alright, okay, this one. (coughs) In the Brahma Samhita, 5.35, it is said that Govinda, the primeval lord, enters everything by his plenary portion. He enters the universe as well as all the atoms of the universe. Andantharastha paramanu he is outside in, the, in his Virat form and he is within everything as Antaryami. As Antaryami, he witnesses everything that is going on and he awards us the result of our actions as Karma phala, the fruits of our Karma. We ourselves may forget what we have done in previous lives, but because the Lord witnesses our actions, the results of our actions are always there and we have to undergo the reactions nonetheless. What we have done in our past life, we forgot, but the Lord does not forget. The Lord remembers, He brings back that result of the karma. Hey, you did this, you have suffered now. Mm -hmm. The fact is that there is nothing but God within and without. This is the actual understanding. Vasudeva sarvamiti. The fact is that there is nothing but God within and without. Everything is a manifestation of His different energies like the heat and light emanating from a fire and in this way there is a oneness among his diverse energies although there is oneness however the lord in his personal form still enjoys unlimited unlimitedly all the pleasures enjoyed minutely by the tiny part and parcel living entities you see you see this is important the lord in his personal form still enjoys unlimitedly all the pleasures enjoyed minutely by the tiny part and parcel living entities whatever we are trying to enjoy in this world in a minute way in our own minute um, uh, way, the Lord is enjoying the same things in unlimitedly, unlimitedly. But that is pure enjoyment there. Like here, everybody, like you know, boy and girl, they want to dance, you know, they want to have uh, you know intimate connections. We we can't do it unlimitedly. We do it unlimitedly. The, the person will have AIDS. So, but the Lord, oh, he has millions and millions and millions of girlfriends, gopis. But he's all pure love. It's not like, you know, lust, you know, so bad here. So, in the spiritual world, everything is pure like gold. And here is like iron, swirls apart. But whatever we are trying to enjoy here, the Lord is enjoying in an unlimited sense. And that is real enjoyment. And if we can cooperate with him, we can also enjoy with the Lord. But when we don't cooperate with him, we want to be the enjoyer separately, that's when all the problem starts. All right. In fact, this this last paragraph you see here, the fact is that there is nothing but God within and without. A pure devotee sees like this. And those are the next two verses. That the Lord is inconceivable, these two verses, yesterday's and today's is, the Lord is inconceivable. And the next two verses is about the vision of the pure devotee when actually that inconceivable Lord who is otherwise you know not reachable, he cannot be reached, he is so accessible to devotee that he sees him everywhere. he is so accessible to the devotee everywhere he is accessible. So how the devotee sees that is the next verse and the verse after that. All right. let's take questions. we have a few questions here, Virendra Prabhu from India, how can we, I think you are from Pune, right, um, how can we know our, that our progress and purification is happening while performing devotional service? So, I think some of you already know the answer, Kanto 11, chapter 2, text. 42. The thing is whether we are getting enthusiastic about devotional service, whether we are getting, you know, these are the things, thing, three things. Bhaktir, Bhakti bhavo, Viraktir, Anyatrachaya Shatrika, E Kakalaham, Prapadhya Manasya, Yathas Natahashus, Tushtihi, Pushtihik, Sudapayonukasam. Devotion, direct experience of the Supreme Lord, and detachment from other things. These three occur simultaneously for one who has taken shelter of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the same way that pleasure, nourishment and relief from hunger come simultaneously and increasingly with each bite for a person engaged in eating. So the example is, how do we know that our purification and progress is happening? This is Pratyaksha Vagamam Dharmyam. So when you are eating, you know that with each morsel going into the mouth, your hunger is being satisfied, your nourishment is being done, and you get strength more and more. So similarly, um, when we advance in devotional service, then our enthusiasm to serve Krishna, our you know our realizations improve, and we get detached. We get disgusted with material way of life. So if these things are developing, that means one is advancing, progressing in devotional life. But if you know there is some, you know, one is not very enthusiastic, you know or you know we don't have the uh, what is it uh, we are demoralized or when we are you know lazy we don't have many realizations we are just stuck with the same understanding and you know we are attracted to materialistic um, movies or you know ideas or anything uh, these things uh, mean or if I you know I, if I'm not getting the detachment that I'm Supposed to get from materialistic way of life. That means I'm not advancing. So you are from Thane. Okay, good. <laughs> okay, Virinda Prabhu's next question: Is it due to Mahavishnu's Yoganidra sleep that material universes are in darkness? Actually, this is also uh, another explanation uh, of uh, the material world. Yes, so the Mahavishnu, when he is lying down in his Yoganidra sleep. So, in his dream, he is creating this whole material world, but his, uh, but his dream is so real that we actually feel it, you know, really. But actually, it's a dream, it's actually a dream, the soul does not feel anything, it is because of false ego that we tend to feel. Just, when, just like when we are sleeping, when we are in danger, we feel the danger, but the soul is nowhere in danger, he is just sleeping, he is just there in the body, there is no danger. But we feel the danger because of the false ego, the misidentification. Because we identify with that dream body, not the dream body means, you know, like, <laughs> like ripped body. We're talking about the body in the dream. Because we identify with that body in the dream, so therefore we, we you know, like, we feel that, you know, oh, so I'm being attacked by a tiger or something like that. So, it's the false ego that is making us that fear inside us so similarly this body is actually not us but because of our false ego our misidentification with this body therefore we f- we feel that this is all real which this is all but this is actually in the dream of mahavishnu all this is happening so we are in the dream of mahavishnu and this whole thing is being done you know? virendra prabhu's next question um Chaitanya Mahaprabhu revealed that he is Radha Krishna combined to few devotees like Prakashananda Saraswati and not all. Mm, and Ramananda Rai, yeah, few, those who can understand these things. So, for them, he revealed, yes. Uh, next question by Virendra Prabhu again. I think today all questions were by him only. Huh? <laughs> Chetana, uh, so what is Sambandha Gyan, Abhidheya Gyan and prayojan Gyan are, are these three stages in which a devotee progresses himself in Krishna Consciousness Realization. Yes, so Sambandha means the knowledge of Krishna, like the knowledge of who we are, actually first of all, who God is, what is his energies and how he is controlling them and how we are also an energy and we are part and parcel of Krishna, we are meant for his satisfaction, so we have to serve him. So, once that is understood, our Sambandha, Sambandha means relationship. What is our relationship? To whom are we related actually? First of all, our false relationships have to be cut. No, that is not where you are related. Your real relation is with Krishna. So, once that is established, now that relationship has to be cultivated. So, I have to cultivate that relationship. It means I must engage in love, loving reciprocations with the Lord. I have to offer Him so many things. I have to cook for Him. I have to dress Him. I have to... Preach, glorify his holy name, this is all serving him. The more his glories are known, the more. So, if you like someone, you will talk about him to everybody, right? So, similarly, when we like, when we when when there is love for Krishna, then uh, there is automatically the devotee wants to speak about Krishna uh, more and more. So, that is that is a um, symptom of love. So, that, that sambandha is being cultivated, that is Abhidheya. Abhidheya means the process in which one tries to re-establish that sambandha. We have tried to get away from that relationship and come into this material world and enjoy here and establishing our relation with our family, our friends and our enemies or whatever. But we have to establish our relationship back with the Lord. So we have to cut away this sambandha and establish that sambandha and understanding that truth is the sambandha and actually engaging in Krishna's service that is Abhidheya and once one actually achieves perfection in such service, when one attains love of Godhead, Prema, Krishna Prema, that is when it is called Prayojana, the the fruit of that practice of Abhidheya. So, this is the progression. So, if you see the Sikshashtaka also, in the beginning, the Sambandha, first of all, the, the glories of the holy name, the Sankirtan movement, then Oh, I am not having any attraction, second verse. So, I am not having that. Now, I am disassociated with this sambandha. So, then how to get a sambandha? We have to be humbler than the grass and, you know, humbler than the grass and more tolerant than the tree. Then, Kirtaniya Sadahari. Then, we can chant the holy name. And what will happen, holy name? Oh, then we will be not wanting any, any more Dhanajana Sundari. And we want to be... Engage perpetually in the devotion of Krishna, devotional service, life after life even. And then, you know, one get Asakti. And, oh, please engage me in your service. Please make me a dust at the feet of your lotus feet. And then when will the bhava, you know, comes? That, you know, when will I start, you know, tears, when will when will they come? And when will my hair stand on end? And then it for, goes to viraha, you know, the sunyaitam jagat sarvam govinda virahenameh. You know that Vipralambha Seva which is like, you know, without Krishna everything is like zero. There, it, nothing appears, um, everything is, the whole universe is zero. Shunyaitam jagat sarvam, the entire universe appears null and void without Govinda. That kind of intense separation from the Lord. That, um, what is that called? Vipralambha Seva. And finally, unconditional surrender. Krishna, whatever you want to do with me, you know, that is pure love. As long as there is a tinge of, I want something from you, that is lust. So, no matter what you do, you are still my Prananath. You are still the Lord of my life. That is pure love. That is called Krishna Prema. So, all these Sikshashtaka verses are the progression of of one's devotional life through the stages of Sambandha, Bhiteya and Prayojan. Alright. So, next question by Virendra Prabhu again. In Hinduism, there are three major sects. Smarthas or Shaktas. Who worship Durga, Saraswati, Ganesh, Lakshmi, and Skanda? Shaivas worship Lord Shiva as Lingam, and Vaishnavas worship Radha Krishna. All worship in deity form. What is the destination of various worshippers? So, that is explained in the Bhagavad Gita. Of course, you must worship properly, then, this is their destination. Yanti devan yanti those who worship the demigods will take birth among the demigods. Those who worship the ancestors go to the ancestors. Those who worship ghosts and spirits will take birth among such beings and those who worship Me will live with Me. Huh? So, those who worship different demigods, they go to their demigods. Of course, they must worship properly. You know, that worship also is, has we properly done. Nowadays, nobody even does anything properly. So, in fact, there is this thing in the CC uh, Madhya, twenty-four, three hundred and thirty. If you go here, there is something important that is. To be understood here. Hmm. You see here. In material consciousness, however, even one who is situated in the mode of goodness is susceptible to the pollution by the modes of passion and ignorance. When the mode of goodness is mixed with the mode of passion, one worships the sun god, Vivaswan. You see? When one goodness and passion mixed, he worships the sun god, Vivaswan. When the mode of goodness is mixed with the mode of ignorance, one worships Ganapati or Ganesh. When the mode of passion is mixed with the mode of ignorance, one worships Durga or Kali, the external potency when one is simply in the mode of ignorance one one becomes a devotee of lord shiva because lord shiva is the predominating deity of the mode of ignorance within this material world however when one is completely free from the influence of all modes of material nature one becomes a pure vaishnava on the devotional platform this is also explained in the second chapter uh, second canto third chapter verses 2 through 7 you know on 2 through 10 actually <coughs> Then we have what? Virendra Prabhu again. So, does Supreme Lord Krishna shower His mercy only on devotees and not on non-devotees since they don't chant His holy name? No, he, he is, His mercy is on everybody, just that the devotees receive it and the non-devotees don't want to receive it. Like it is said, there is a Bengali proverb which says, the moonshine is equally distributed. It does not say that it will not shine upon the chandala who is a dog, eating dog, the moonshine is equally available for chandala or for the brahmana. Um, but if I choose to remain um, within the covering and I don't want to see the moon or the moonshine, if I cover myself up with all the windows and doors, everything shut and cut and everything so it's complete darkness, nobody is to be blamed, the moon cannot be blamed for his darkness because it is his own choice that he wants to be out of that light. So, similarly, the mercy of the Lord is equally available everywhere but the atheists, they choose not to receive such mercy of the Lord. The devotees are open to that. So, therefore, they receive the mercy of the Lord. Hmm. Ajanya Ajanyamathaji, if we say Ajamal story to any person, is there any chance to do sins consciously by him? And when Yamaraj comes, chant Narayana's name okay i think i understand your question so if we say the ajamil story that whole life he was sinful and at the last he chanted narayan's name and he went back to Godhead. so if you say this to somebody they will think that oh this is good i will do all sins in my life and um, chant narayan's name and then we will and i'll go back so good you know i'll get both i'll enjoy here and enjoy in the spiritual world also so among the cheaters krishna is the greatest cheater and actually there is a story like this um, this man, he, he heard from a sadhu that, you know, that's why he, he heard the Ajamil story and said, this is why everybody should name their children as, you know, God's name, so that they always chant his name. Actually, in, Ajamil was chanting Narayana, not because he was thinking of the Lord not, not Narayana. He was thinking of his son Narayana, his youngest son. He was 88 years old and he had a son of 2 years old. You know, just imagine how long he was having sex. So, he had a 2 year old son, Narayana. But then when he chanted Narayana, actually calling his son out of desperation because he was being handled by the Yamaraj, not Yamaraj, Yamadutas. And then out of fear, he did not know what to say. He saw the child nearby and he said, Narayana. Then when he said Narayana, that thought of Lord Narayana came in his mind because as a young man, as a boy, he was, until he was young man, after he saw the prostitute, then he fell down. But until then, he was doing all this worship. So that again reminded him. Two, chapter 2, Text 40 of Bhagavad Gita. Even a little bit we do in devotional service will save us from the greatest danger. So, because he did that, it came back, that memory. And then, Vishnuduttas immediately came, but they did not take him. You know, they, they dissuaded the, the Yamadutas from taking him you go back, you can take him. <clears throat> but then, they, they also did not take him. Just when he, when the Yamudutas left, he was feeling very relieved and he wanted to pay his obeisances to Vishnu Dutas. He wanted to bow down and they also disappeared. Then he realized his mistake. Then he, you know, he went to the Haridwar and then spent all his life in, uh, you know, chanting Hare Krishna and then the Vishnu Dutas actually came came down again and then this time they took him in the plane back to vaikuntha So, it is not that we can, you know, uh, cheat the Lord. He fell down, yes, you know, because he got, he saw this, you know, prostitute. But if I see this, oh, so this man, he heard this story from a sadhu, so he said, oh, this is good, okay, I just, I am just married, so when I have my sons, I will, I will name them, name them after Krishna's names and uh, i will you know carry on my life you know i'll do whatever i want and then because i'm always will be chanting them so in the end i will get this benediction also uh, very good very good so he three, he had three sons govinda damodar madhava <clears throat> govinda damodar madhaveeti so he he he, he uh, named his sons govinda damodar Madhava, good so every time he would chant govinda damodar madhava everything so and he was a businessman a cloth merchant so he 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 was on his deathbed one day, you know, he became old and he was on his deathbed and his three sons were actually, you know, already um, young men and they were taking care of the shop and he was on the deathbed. He was actually a very miserly man all his life. So he was always thinking about how to earn, how to earn more money, how to make more profit, you know, the shop, you know, and everything, you know, he would buy the best cloth and for the cheapest price, he would bargain like anything and then he would sell it at a, you know, price. And then in this way, he was always thinking of business, business, business. Now on the deathbed, he was lying down, then you know, he was hardly conscious. Then he saw, uh, then you know, huh? then he Govinda, and uh, then, yes, yes, I am here, father. Oh, good, good. Uh, then, uh, what is that, Damodar? Oh, here, Hi, good, good. Madhavai, where is Madhavai? Oh, Madhavai is here. Okay, then, why? Why all of you three are here? Uh, who is in the shop now? Huh? Who, who is maintaining the accounts there? Maybe somebody has stolen the money, then oh. he died. So he thought of money and died. So, he wanted to fool Krishna. But in India, and who is fool? So, although we may have all these things, but the main thing is Sadhatad Bhava Bhavita. To think of Krishna at the time of death is not so easy. Achamil had done sincere service when he was a young man. So, we cannot fool Krishna. So, <clears throat> we have to always... You know, at the time of death, it is very, very difficult to to think of krishna unless we practice it whole life. it is very you know the whole situation is so disturbing that even if we have some headache some fever just see if we can remember krishna or not how difficult it will become and then this fever is just like you know 100th of the portion of what death is know, even less maybe death is so painful but so at that time how to remember krishna if you can't even remember him when we have a headache forget him even when we are normal, everything, ah, uh, we can't remember him. What to speak of headache, and what to speak of death. So we should just see like this. Hmm. So we can't cheat. So don't worry. Don't worry that if you tell Ajamal's story, somebody will you not know, be attracted to sinful activities. No. So we should not think like this, you know. That you know, when we, if we really tell the truth, you know, about scripture, then somebody will be attracted to other things. No. Prabhupada told us about Ajamal story, where in to what were we attracted? To the holy name or to the prostitute? So, you know, we should not assume things. Uh, these stories are mentioned in the Bhagavatam, we should just repeat them, that's all. We should not have these apprehensions about scripture. That is the fourth offense. To have this kind of apprehensions, so, oh this this like you know, like the other example, like women are less intelligent. Oh, maybe, you know, this word should be covered up, you know, we should not say exactly like this because, you know, people won't like it. So, are you here to please the people or are you here to please Krishna? So, that we have to think always. Am I here to please Krishna or the people? Foolish people who don't know what they're talking about. So, we should speak the truth always. It is just the truth. Like Prabhupada said so many times, women less, less but we don't see him, you know, abusing women, no, right? He took care of them just like his daughters. You know, so that is there. At the same time, the love and affection is also there. But the fact is this: fact is that that's all. But it's not that uh, they should be, you know, discriminated against. In fact, it it means only that they should be taken even more care hmm, to protect them from fall down. So that's why in in the Vedic scriptures, in the Vedic culture, the woman is always under protection of a man. In as a girl, she is under the protection of a father as a uh, young woman under the protection of husband and old, older still under the protection of her grown up sons. So this is the proper way. Uh, so that's why a uh, woman, whereas a man, he can become Brahmachari, he can become sannyasi, Vanaprastha but woman can't, woman can't go as a monk, nun. There is no such thing as nunhood in our Vedic culture. There is no nuns in our Vedic culture, never in our whole history there was a nun. Why? Because that's that's actually Sri Dharma. This non thing is always an, uh, in non Vedic religions, which is not in the, anywhere in the Vedas. That there you will find sometimes these things, but not in not in Vedic religion. All right. So Mataji is asking, Prabhuji, when Krishna is antike, antaha, sarvasya, antar, bahir, and all, why has to Krishna run from Vaikuntha to descend before a devotee? He is running and he is not running. So that is the thing." He runs and he doesn't run. He doesn't need to run, but still he runs, because he wants to serve his devotee. He is already there on the tongue, in every in single molecule of the tongue also is there. So, he is there and he is not there. So, he runs and he doesn't run. So That's why we, here we, <laughs> that's why, when he is everywhere, why he needs to run? Antar Bahir. He doesn't need to, but he does it. This That's why he is, he has nothing, he, doesn't, he is not in need of anything, when he eats, he, does, he is not in need of food. When he comes down to this material world, he is not in need of anything. He, he did not come here to find something valuable. No. he's not. We do something because we are in need of it, we eat because we are hungry, we need food. He eats not because he needs food, uh, he just enjoys having food. This, that's why his, 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 what is that? Janma-karma-chame-divyam evam yo he doesn't operate on a platform of necessity. He operates on a platform of pleasure. Ānanda mayo bhyāsād. Ānanda. Ānanda rasa. So this is spiritual happiness. It's on the planet. You know, Krishna, you have seen the, that painting, famous painting where Krishna is in the center and all his cowherd boyfriends are eating with him in the forest. You think all of them are hungry and they're eating. No. Krishna is hungry. No. They're all eating out of pastime. That's why it's called Leela. What is the difference between Leela and Karma? We have born, taken birth here because of our Karma. Krishna takes birth because it is it's his own Leela. He is completely free. He doesn't need to come here. That's why this is called causeless mercy. Causeless mercy means that is his... There is no cause. Why he has to do this? He doesn't need to. But still he does. Mm-hmm. So, that is Krishna. So, he doesn't need to run to a devotee. But he likes to run to his devotee. You know? He likes to... He likes to be his driver, like just like Arjuna, uh, he became Parthasarathy, you know, I want to drive your chariot. Is there any need for Krishna, when he is a Supreme Lord, he can just enjoy on his, you know, that's not Krishna. Krishna wants to be a servant of, you know, um, his devotees. So, that is Krishna, he is motivated to do that. So That's why he runs, it's not that he has to run, he doesn't have to do anything, anything for that matter, not only run, anything. But he does, still does it. That is his free will. He wants to do it, he does it. venkatesh Prabhu. Will Lord also have ego quality? Because we have definitely, it will be one of the God quality, I guess. If yes, to whom he can show ego? As we know, he is the supreme and possesses everything. So, this pride, does he have in the, in the Lord? Is there pride in the Lord? Yes. So, everything that is here is there in the Lord. That pride, we have seen yesterday, he wrote the quality of the Lord, right? When he wrote the letter to Kala Yavana and said, you are like a frog, you know. You, you, you are like a frog. So, he he also showed his pride. He went to arishtasura also. You know, when the demon Aristasura was, you know, bellowing and all the women and men, everybody were like, you know, in fear. Then he said, hey, who, are you? who do you think you are? Huh? Huh? Why are you making noise? Are you, if you have any guts, come in and fight with me, na? Who are you? So, that is also pride. So, he does it, but he does it to protect his devotees. Therefore, his pride is always good. And actually, it's not pride. Pride means you're overconfident, you know, overconfident. Even though, actually, whatever ability we have, it is not because of our, see, one nerve, the Lord can just snap in the head and will become paralyzed we think we are a great speaker we think we are a great bodybuilder or we think we are a great um, singer or dancer or anything or fighting perfect example muhammad ali greatest bo- boxer of all time and everything right greatest boxer of all time but then you know what happened in his old age he can't even walk he can't even walk i mean you know he used to be f- so fast punching you know you, you know legend boxing legend but in the end he can't even walk you know, forget about putting his hands like this, he can't even do this. And he died. So if the Lord wants, he can withdraw that energy, that, that power from us at any time. So to think that we are the cause of our learning or our strength or of anything, that is pride. But when Krishna says, Hey, who are you? Why are you making noise? Don't 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 make so much noise. If you have any strength, come and if you have any guts, come and fight with me, nah? So when he is saying that, he is not talking out of pride. Although it looks like so, because he is totally confident of what he can do and who can match the Lord in his strength, whereas we have no control of our life. We think we do, out of the mercy of the Lord we do have some control, when as long as he as long as he uh, blesses us with that control or that strength, we have. But if he chooses, we can be just snapped, one second we are out and nothing we can do. So that is pride. When we have ego, we think we are so big. But when the Lord says, he can actually deliver it. He can actually deliver it at any time. Even though he was a child in the lab of his mother, he was sucking the breast of Putana, he killed her. He could do it at any time. Not at any time he is weak and he is overconfident. There is no such thing as overconfident for the Lord. <laughs> overconfident means you, you, you have more estimation of your abilities than actually you have the ability. So, but in the Lord's case, no. He knows exactly his power and his power is immeasurable. So that's why his pride is justified. Whereas our pride is not justified. Because the body, the mind, the tongue that we have, that the, the proud words that we speak, everything is given by the Lord. It's a rented property and we're thinking as if it's our own and talking as if we own everything. We, we are you know, masters of everything. This is our problem. That's why our pride is not, is not um, warranted. I mean, nobody likes it. But when Krishna, you know, talks like that proudly, oh, everybody, why? Yes, 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 you know. Yeah, that's that's difference. So, he can deliver, we can't deliver. <laughs> hmm. Okay. Vishnu Teja asks, Prabhu, what will happen to Sai Baba worshippers? Should I try to convince my family about Krishna consciousness or just try to better myself in devotional service? You can try both. You can, you know, um, Advance in Krishna consciousness at the same time. If you can convince them, well and good. So, but whoever worships an ordinary man as God, he is a narakī. He'll go to hell. In narakī, you know. So, guru naramatir If you think a guru as an ordinary man, you're a resident of hell. And if you think an ordinary man to be a guru, you're also in a, in a hell. Hellish mentality. So, just like we have read that Chaitanya Charitamrita. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu slapped him. What oh, nonsense you are talking, you know. So, that is what we will get, a slap, not from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu though, but from Maya. Because he was Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's personal servant, he got it from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. But here we will get from Maya. And what is that slap from Maya means? Hellish life. So, these gurus, you know, the followers go with them, you know, 6, 7, 14. We have seen this verse many times in this few days. But we will see again, because very important, you know. Tamasi. Tamasi Ye asma, leaders who have fallen into ignorance and who mislead people by directing them to the path of destruction as described in the previous verse are in effect boarding a stone boat and so too are those who blindly follow them. A stone boat would be unable to float and would sink in the water with its passengers. Similarly, those who mislead people go to hell and their followers go with them. Govind Shalke. How to overcome from fear of death? So, the fear of death exists because we think we are the body. And with the end of the body, we are finished. So, we have to get out of this bodily concept of life. Therefore, we have to read Bhagavad Gita first. Get convinced. This life, as we are living now, we have to understand. We have to put all efforts in understanding the Bhagavad Gita, contemplating on all statements and chanting Hare Krishna. Without chanting, just reading also will not give us the strength. We have to do both. So, chanting and hearing and get convinced, and not just again reading and chanting, engaging in Krishna's service. If I am a servant of Krishna, I should engage on the, I should work on the spiritual platform, on the platform of the soul. Then I will have the realizations and slowly I will become fearless of death. So, there is one nice verse, I think 51914. I think. Let's see if I am right. Yatai hikamushmika kama lampataha <laughs> Sute Shudare Shudhane Shuchinthayan Shanketa vidvan Kokalevaratya yad Yastasya yatna ashrama kevalam. Materialists are generally very attached to their present bodily comforts and to the bodily comforts they expect in the future. Therefore, they are always absorbed in thoughts of their wives, children and wealth and are afraid of giving up their bodies, which are full of stool and urine. Body is nothing but a bag of stool and urine and blood and flesh and bones and the most horrible things. Who wants to, who, who likes to see a skeleton? You see it, you become, you become scared. <laughs> but that's what is our body made of. It's horrible. It's made up of horrible things. But we are so attached to this body that we fear death. So, in thoughts, absorbed in thoughts of wives, children and wealth and are afraid of giving up their bodies which are full of stool and urine. If a person engaged in Krishna consciousness, however, is also afraid of giving up his body, what is the use of his having laboured hard to study the Shastras? It was simply a waste of time. So, so how to come? Even if we read Shastras, if we are afraid of death, that means we haven't we haven't really gone into depth and we haven't really understood and we have not really acted on those instructions. We have to be, you know, every time we have to be convinced you know, how we have not we are not the body. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. When we are chanting Hare Krishna, that means, Oh Radha, O oh Krishna, please engage me in your service. What is that? I am a soul, I am trapped in this material body, I am in this material existence because I have left your your service, Radha Krishna. I have left your service. Now I want to engage back in your service. I am a pure soul. I have nothing to do with this material body. I am just your eternal servant. Let me remember this all the time, and let me be engaged in your service all the time. That is the meaning of chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra. So when we are chanting Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Ram, Hare Ram, Ram Ram, Hare Hare. So we are already out of the bodily concept. If we actually, you know, you chant with focus, with attention. I am the supreme lord you know please engage me in your service i am a i am a you know horrible you know i'm a soul with a horrible mentality that's why i have fallen to this material world please take me back so we are plat the chant is on the platform of the soul already but we fail to realize these things because we don't take it seriously we just are you know we're not we're not focused that's why we're not convinced that's why it is said even after reading all the shastras and everything if we become fearful of death I mean, what is the use? That, is, that, happen, that happens, we think knowledge is what will save us from this ignorance. But even after Shastras, one can have this fear of death. That's because we don't really pay attention. We don't pay attention. We should always pay attention to the fact that I am not this body, I am the soul, I am not this body, I am the soul, I am servant of Krishna. I'm servant. That is exactly the meaning of chanting Hare Krishna. I am not this body, I am a soul, I am a servant of Krishna. Please engage me, Krishna, in your service. So the whole chanting is this process only. It is filled with knowledge. The whole Mahamantra is filled with knowledge. Vidyavadhu uh, Jivanam. In the first verse of it is, it is imbued with the entire it is the culmination of all education. Chanting of the Holy Name. In the chanting of the holy name is full knowledge. But because we don't pay attention while we are studying Shastra, while we are chanting, while we are doing service, we don't pay attention, but we are just doing service and in the mind our thinking is all material topics. Then how? How we will face death pro- adequately, properly? We will fail the exam of death. You know, a person who is properly prepared for the exam, he does not fear the exam. But because we don't prepare properly, we did not pay attention in class. We did not pay attention when we were doing homework. We just copied from somewhere. So these things will not help us. We have to pay attention and fully involve ourselves. Mayar pita mano buddhir, Krishna said. Mayar pita mano buddhir. Uh, we'll take out that verse. Uh, chapter 8, text 7 of Bhagavad Gita. Tasmat sarveshu kaleshu mamanusmar cha. Mayar Mame Therefore, Arjuna, you should always think of me, always think of me in the form of Krishna and at the same time carry out your prescribed duty of fighting. So even while we are working, his duty was to fight. We, you know you are maybe you know engaged in some work somewhere or you have your family affairs to attend to. but all the time we have to remember this is not my family. is just Krishna's family. I have to just engage them in Krishna's service. I have to myself engage in Krishna's service. So in this way, all the time we have to, you know, remember all these instructions and live on that platform, you know, then it is perfect. With your activities dedicated to me and your mind and intelligence fixed on me, you will attain me without doubt. So when our mind and intelligence is fixed on Krishna, that's when we are paying attention. Otherwise, with our hands, we can do... But if our mind is somewhere else, intelligence is somewhere else, if we're planning this thing and that thing, how to earn money, how to do this, how to do that. But in the, you know, with our hands, we're doing some service, maybe rolling chapatis for Krishna or cutting some floors or carrying something or sweeping the floor. But in my mind, I'm thinking all these plans or while I'm chanting, I'm thinking of so many things, you know, then the, all this inattention is what is causing that fear of death. So we have to, first of all, knowledge has to be there. It's a must. And the practice on the basis of knowledge has to be there like chanting and engaging in service and hearing from devotees constantly why there is class why there is why we are trying to do this every day because otherwise we are hearing maya every day if you don't hear here you know you will hear maya so we have to hear from the devotees we have to read Prabhupada's books and we have to chant and pay attention when we're doing service we have to always remember that i am a soul i am insignificant my service or I should never think that my service is so big that, you know, without me the temple cannot run, without me the the movement cannot run, nothing, no, Krishna can do everything without without us. If I engage, it is my fortune that I am engaging. So, I I can never serve Krishna adequately, but if I can serve, that is to my credit, that is to my benefit. Hmm. So, in this way, if we serve, then we will come out of this fear of death, that humility, you know, and attention, paying attention and being humble. And kirtaniya Sadahari, all the time kirtan, how can we pay attention and attentively serve, whether chanting or any service, if we don't do offences. If we commit offences, again, that enthusiasm, that attention, everything will just, you know, be disturbed, agitated by the offences. So, for, how to avoid offences? Trinad api sunichena, We have to be humbler than the grass and more tolerant than the tree. Then we can avoid offences. Then, Kirtaniya Sada Harihi. Alright, so, Premabhakti Mataji. So, you mentioned that women may also approach the Lord despite the lower intelligence. In the purport of 7.15.36, it is mentioned that one must ultimately accept sannyas, the renounced order, for only by the renounced order one can be situated in Brahma Sukham or transcendental bliss. Since women may not accept the renounced order of life, does this mean they may not be fully purified? Sannyasa means not just the ropes. Sanyasa means, yes the Sanyasa ashram, the external Sanyasa ashram is only for men, but we will go to first this chapter, this third chapter, uh, fourth verse. See, Not by merely abstaining from work, can one achieve freedom from reaction. Nor by renunciation alone, can one attain perfection. See, We cannot get Siddhi, perfection, just by becoming Sannyas. What is actually, what needs to be actually done, is this. Sannyasa means, we will go into more of this. So, this is from the 6th chapter, first verse now. Shri Bhagavan Vacha, Ana Shritah Karyam karma karotiya, sa The Supreme Personality of Godhead said, one who is unattached to the fruits of his work and who works as he is obligated is in the renounced order of life. This is sannyasi. What is that? Anashritaha, karma phalam. We are not taking shelter of the karma palam. We are just doing our karma according to Krishna's instructions. And Anashritha, we have to do it as a matter of duty. Karyam Karma Karoti Yaha. When we do like that, sa sannyasi cha yogi cha naniragnirna chakriaha. Who is unattached to the fruits of his work and who works as he is obligated is in the renounced order of life, and he is the true mystic, not he who lights no fire and performs no duty. If one takes to so-called sannyas where I don't need to do any more duties and no, you know, in the grihasta ashram there are so many, you know, homas you have to do, you know, for purification, you have to invite sadhus, you have to, so many things, the duties for purification of the grihastas. But sannyasi doesn't have to do all those things. So if one takes sannyas and does not do all the things and thinks, and thinks now he is above all this karma, phala, he, is, he says, not he who lights no fire, that means usually when, you know, when you do yajnas and, In the Grahastha ashram, you have to have the fire, you know, the fire yajna. So, you have to do all that. So, so many yajnas are there for the purification of the Grahastha. So, here it is said, not he who lights no fire and performs no duty, he is not real sannyas. He who is actually working as he is obligated. So, if if, if we are in sannyas ashram, then we have to work as is enjoined. It is not that he can relax now. No, sannyas means even more, even more work. That means uh, what is that uh, the, the the six goswamis, they have given up their family life, they've given up their government offices or whatever job, everything they gave up. big big posts. they have given up and then taken up the biggest task of Bhutva,na kau karunaya to show mercy to the fallen souls of Kaliuga. They have become mendicants, and now they have they have written so many books, the Goswamis, and they have excavated all the holy places. They have set the foundation for the spreading of the Krishna consciousness movement. Now, Prabhupada has in, has you know uh, spread it all across the world. But you know the books that he translated, all the commentaries of you know Goswamis, Jiva Goswami, you know all those sages have done. So he has translated into English. So they have set the foundation, and Prabhupada. He used all that material bhakti samrath and Charita and all this Bhagavatam Bhagavad Gita and then he pushed the movement forward. So they say that they set the foundation for the whole thing. So they are always working for the ultimate benefit of mankind. So that is real sannyasi. Uh, real sannyasi is his specific duty is that. But anybody wherever he is, either as a brahmachari Grahastha, vanaprasa Sanyasa or as a s3, as a woman also, if she is doing her duty as is enjoined in the scriptures, as is she is obliged by the scriptures. That is already sannyasa, sannyasi, cha yogi cha na nirag nirna chakriya huh? not he who has given up all you know, duties and then relaxing now, that is not sannyas. Uh, that is uh, that is real sanyas, just like here you see Srimad Bhagavatam Kanto 1 chapter 8 text 41 I guess Kuntidevi she is a woman, she see how she is Sneha Dridham O Lord of the universe, soul of the universe, O personality of the form of the universe, please therefore sever my tie of affection for my kinsmen, the Pandavas and the vrishnis Sanyasi means you have to cut off your ties of affection with the family. Now, Kunti Devi also is saying like this. I want to sever my attachment from my... But she, she did not accept the saffron cloth and went now as a sanyasi, you know, like, no. She was there, but her attachment in her mind. Sneha uh, pasham imam chindi. And then what? What? Where my affection should go then? Next. vishaya oh matir madhupate sakrit. Rati mudvaha tadaddha gangevaugham mudanvati. O Lord of Madhu, as the Ganges forever flows to the sea without hindrance, let my attraction be constantly drawn, to, drawn unto you without being diverted to anyone else. So I don't want to be diverted. I want don't want I don't want to divert my affection to Vrishnis and the panda pandus all my please cut off my ties of affection for all of them just let me just remember always you just like the Ganga always flows to the sea let my thoughts always be unto you so this is real sannyasi even though she was a woman she is detached at the same time she was in the household she did not go away anywhere at the same time she was detached and she was attached to Krishna this is sannyasi. Alright, Rabi Narayan Tripathi from, I think, uh, uh, where is it? Dubai, I think. So Prabhu, is it possible with the fragrance of flower offered to Krishna, one can be a devotee? Yes, so Krishna is saying, Patram Pushpam Phalam Toyam uh, Yome Bhaktya prayacchati. So, we offer the flower to Krishna and when we smell the fragrance of the flower, oh, that is devotee because we are offered. See, the two things, uh, devotee is just a very simple thing. An ordinary man would just take the pl- flower and then, ah, oh, nice, you know, he want to enjoy. He wants to enjoy. Or he gives it to his girlfriend because, you know, his, his he wants his girlfriend to enjoy. And when his girlfriend is happy, he will enjoy. So, that is the whole point. He wants to be happy. But a uh, devotee, he will offer everything first to Krishna. Krishna, you take this flower. And then after that, uh, when Krishna has taken that prasadam, when he takes, uh, then he gets purified. So same smelling of the flower, but first offer to Krishna before you smell it. So that is accepting prasadam. So we are always drilling into our brain that Krishna is the first enjoyer. I am the secondary prasadam of Krishna I have to take. whether it be the you know garland of the Lord, you know, sometimes the garland that was put for the Lord, they'll put you know sometimes you may have seen our videos and giving lectures when we have a garland. Not that, you know, I am a big Maharaj now, you know, I am the biggest uh, Lord, you know, no. It is actually the Prasadam garland of the Lord that was yesterday's garland. So, that was kept just for the, to put for the speaker. So, then when we speak, that Prasadam garland is, uh, you know, put on the neck. So, that the speaker will, uh, by the mercy of the Lord, of the garland, you know, uh, by the mercy of the Lord, he may speak words that are favorable to devotional service of the Lord and glorify him properly. So, for that mercy of the Lord. So, that is the... um, Meaning, so everything, the Lord that is used by the Lord, we have to use as Prasadam. It's like, yet Chakshu Savita. So, Chakshu, we are seeing, but our vision is secondary. Unless the sun throws light, we can't see. So, our seeing only can happen after his seeing. That sun is his eye. Yet Chakshu Savita. So, actually, there is always a fact. We cannot do anything without the Lord doing it first. Now that flower is there on the plant. You think the Lord doesn't know the smell of that flower? He is not smelling. He is everywhere, right? Sarvat padam tat sarvat mukham sarvat, as, sarvat malloke sarvam avritya Bhagavad Gita chapter 13, text 14. You see, everywhere are his hands and legs, his eyes, heads and faces and he has ears everywhere. In this way, the super soul exists pervading everything. So he is there also in that in that near that flowering plant, he is also there, he also has his face, you know, he's, he has his faces everywhere. So his face means his nose is also there, he can smell the, and he can smell with his eyes, he can smell with his angani So he is already smelling, why we have to, you know, pluck in, you know, offer to Krishna? That devotion is what he accepts. It's not that he cannot smell if you don't show him the flower. No, he can smell. He is the, the one who put the smell in the flower in the first place. He is the one who put that smell. Where from? the bija, bijaham sarva bhutanam, I am the seed, when you show the seed that flower, that plant is growing and bijaham, he is saying I am that seed, in that seed the whole, how the which flavor from the earth, the plant will extract and show in that flower, depends on the seed, so otherwise, it is the same earth, the same sunlight, the same water, every plant is taking, but each is producing its own varieties, some are producing fruits, some flowers, some vegetables, some, you know, different, different ways. So, all that is from the same uh, earth, water, fire, but what is changing? The seed. Krishna says, Sarva Sarvabhutana. Because of Krishna, he has put in the formula inside. He has put a program, just like, you know, when you code programming. When you code a program, then the, then the machine will act according to your program. So, similarly, Krishna has put a code in the seed and it is extracting that flavor of coconut trees. It is extracting coconut flavor, banana is extracting banana flavor, mango, you know mango flavor, apple, so many flavors are coming out and some are flowers. So all these things Krishna has himself created through his energies. See such a good, is such a great artist, scientist, everything. Now we are offering that to Krishna. That offering, that, that offering is what? Dadaham bhakti upaharitam ashnami. If you offer with love, I will accept it. So and then we become devotee and then we can smell the food we offer to him first and then we eat. Just like when he sees with his son the eye, with his eye, then we can see. So it is always a fact that without Krishna seeing something, we, have, we cannot see anything. That means if we have seen something, that means Krishna has already seen that. Without his seeing, we cannot see. Our, everything about us is secondary. Krishna is always the first. So to drill that consciousness in our mind, because we, with our big ego, we are thinking that we are the first. We, I am the Lord, I am the enjoyer, I have to enjoy it first. We have to always realize that the Lord is the first enjoyer. So that, when we become submissive or subservient to the Lord, that bhava is what he wants to see. That is called bhakti. So yes, in short, you can become a devotee, if you smell the flowers offered at Krishna's lotus feet and the prasadam. That's why in the arati, you know, we... That flower is shown to everybody. It's Prasadam flower. Krishna Smaranam Prabhu from USA. Ekalavya worshipped Dronacharya and became better than Arjuna. What happens? One worship a non qualified guru. First of all, uh, qualification is not just the art but also the character. So, qualification, his, qualification was not good. Uh, he was a liar. He was not honest in his. So when Dronacharya rejected him, he still accepts Dronacharya as his guru. So that's not proper. So there itself Dronacharya could understand that this Acala is not, a, you know, of a good character. Uh, he's not submissive. So that's why he asked to cut off, cut his thumb off. So what happens when one worship a non-qualified guru? We have already seen six, seven, fourteen. Now they will take everybody to hell, and the followers go with them. The stone boat, you know. So that's why we should not worship anybody else. Yesambhūtyam upāsate. You know, that is there in the Later we will read in the, what, 9, 10, 11, 12. Ishupaniṣad 12, aithim. Andham tamah praviṣanti yesambhūtyam upāsate tato bhūya ivate tamo yau sambhūtyamrtaḥ those who are engaged in the worship of demigods enter into the darkest region of ignorance and still more so do the worshippers of the impersonal absolute. Now, the demigods, what is the word for the demigods? Asambhutim is demigods. Actually, what is the meaning of Asambhutim? He actually explains, you see, the Sanskrit word Asambhuti refers to those who have no independent existence. Sambhuti is the absolute personality of Godhead who is the absolute, absolutely independent of everything. So ye Asambhutim Upasate, that means if we worship, why it is translated as demigods, because they are dependent. But you can take that definition to all kinds of dependent people. So a person who is a non-qualified Guru, he is not independent, just like Hari. A, a person who is a qualified Guru, he is independent of the modes of material nature, he is independent of this control of material nature. So he is as independent as the Supreme Lord. That is also confirmed in the Shastras, hmm, uh, many places. So that's why Sakshadharitvena is as independent as the Lord. Uh, So, but if we worship non-qualified Gurus, they are not not Sambhuti, they are Asambhuti. They are no independent. They are under the control of the Maya. They They are under the control of the material existence. So therefore, by what happens to them? Those who are engaged in the worship of demigods, that Asambhuti. So anyone, anyone who is dependent on this modes of material nature enter into the darkest region of ignorance. That's why in the purport of this, finally, you know, it is said here, this whole thing, by a false, what is that? Mm, The pseudo-religionists have neither knowledge nor detachment from material affairs, that means you see they are not detached, they are not independent of this material. They are, they are dependent on the material life. You know they are detached. They are not. They are attached to the material life. So the pseudo-religionists have neither knowledge nor detachment from material affairs. For most of them, want to live in the golden shackles of material bondage under the shadow of philanthropic activities disguised as religious principles. By a false display of religious sentiments, they present a show of devotional service while indulging in all sorts of immoral activities. In this way, they pass as spiritual masters and devotees of God. Such violators of Religious principles have no respect for the authority of acharyas, the holy teachers in the strict disciplic succession. They ignore the Vedic injunction, acharya pasana. One must worship the acharya. And Krishna's statement in the Bhagavad Gita, evam param Parapraptam, the supreme science of God is received through the disciplic succession. Instead, to mislead the people in general, they themselves become so-called acharyas, but they do not even follow the principles of acharyas. These rogues are the most dangerous elements in human society because there is no religious government. They escape punishment by the law of the state. They cannot, however, escape the law of the supreme who has clearly declared in the Bhagavad Gita that envious demons in the garb of religious propagandists shall be thrown into the darkest regions of hell. Sri Ishaupanishad confirms that these pseudo-religionists are heading toward the most obnoxious place in the universe after the completion of their spiritual master business which they conduct simply for sense gratification. And the followers go with them. See, so therefore we have to, we have, we cannot worship Asambhuti. We have to worship Sambhuti, the personality of Godhead Krishna and his pure devotee who is as independent as the Supreme Lord. Mm. <coughs> that is explained, if you if you don't believe that the Supreme Lord is, I mean, the the, the spiritual master is as independent, let's go to this, quickly. Uh, Madhya 10... We have seen this, but we will go and see it again, 136, I think, 137. Prabhu kohe ishwar hoy Parama Kripa Nahe Veda Paratantra. Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, both the Supreme Lord Personality of Godhead and my Spiritual Master ishwar Puri are completely independent. Therefore, neither the mercy of the Supreme Personality of Godhead nor that of the Ishwarpuri Puri is subject to any Vedic rules and regulations. Hmm? Again, so Ajanya Mataji, I am asking from the information from this, is it means only a promotion to man's body will happen? Everybody, woman or man can all go to Krishna. Krishna has already said that in the ninth chapter 32nd verse. To continue devotional service, no. As I said, women also can do devotional service, nothing is stopping them. They can engage in devotional service, they can, they can attain Krishna also. Who said women can't go to Krishna? That we did not say. Krishna also did not say. <laughs> Prabhu. Hare Krishna Prabhu, if karmis are sinners, why they are seems to be enjoying everything when all would come to an end? Don't be fooled. They are not enjoying. Where they, where they are enjoying? Janma karma evam tattvataha. We cannot be fooled. Nobody is enjoying Nobody is enjoying. In this material world, nobody can enjoy. As a devotee, we have to be convinced of this. If we, are not, if we think they are enjoying, means I am not convinced that actually they are suffering. The suffering they accept as enjoyment, you know. Their so called enjoyment is actually suffering. But they think that that is enjoyment, you see. Therefore, they seem to be enjoying. But actually they're suffering, they're foolish. Grihesu kuta dharmeshu Dukhe dukkha tantreshvatandritaha kurvan dukha pratikaram sukha van manyate grihi manyate. The attached household uh, this is from Srimad Bhagavatam Kanto 3, chapter 30, text nine. The attached household remains in his family life, which is full of diplomacy and politics, always spreading miseries and controlled by acts of sense gratification. He acts just to counteract the reactions of all his miseries and if he can successfully counteract such miseries, he he thinks that he is happy. His his life is rotten, but he is thinking this is happy. So, even one is in family life, one should not expect uh, happiness from that family life itself. No, there is not happiness. If everybody is engaged in Krishna conscious activity, in devotional service, the whole family, then yes. Again. Oh now my de- my family all are devotees. Now I will be in a happy family. That is again another Maya. The happiness is in devotional service. So one as a matter of duty, okay, one has a family, fine, okay. Then engage them in Krishna's service. If they don't want to be engaged, if they are against it and all that, then you engage yourself. That's it. What can you do? And that will become maybe probably you know uh, uh, an impetus for renunciation in the future. So like Prabhupada, his wife was not cooperative. Then that became the the. You know, that uh, what is that springboard for him to take sannyas and he went to America, and then we are all sitting here discussing Bhagavatam because of of the non cooperation from Prabhupada's wife, you know. So, this all I mean, so if we are in Krishna consciousness, then such seeming uh, discomfort or you know, some you know, family members not joining or this becomes actually a better reason for becoming even stronger. So, it, it whether family members are devotees or not devotees, if I am devotee, if I follow the principles, my condition, my family condition will not affect me, either way I will be encouraged in devotional service. The thing is, whether I am serious about it or not, if I give excuse, oh my family is not devotee, so I can't be devotee, or my family is not cooperating, so I can't be devotee. That means I am not serious in the first place. Prahlad Maharaj, he, would, he should have complained, right? You know, oh, my father is, you know, I can't, what can I do? You know, he, he will punish me if I don't, if I, if I, if I chant Narayan's name. So, let, let me just keep quiet. I will not chant Narayan's name. Okay, okay, I'll chant Om Hiranyaya Namaha, Om Hiranyaya Namaha. No, he never said that. Even when father directly asked him, every demigod is fearing, fearing his father, when the father directly asked him, you know, who is God? Immediately he said, you know, Narayan. He was, he gave, kill, tried to kill him in so many ways, still he never budged from the truth. So, if we are fixed in our devotional service, if we are fixed in our determination, then whatever may be the circumstance around us, it will only strengthen us. Whether favorable or unfavorable, it actually, bec- more, both will become favorable only for a devotee. But if you are not strong enough to, be, to have the determination, therefore we have to associate with devotees. Thankfully, Today we can associate even with online, although physically we can't go. We can associate online. So, take advantage and, you know, read Prabhupada's books and we'll become strong. Alright, next question. <clears throat> Raviranjan Prabhu, how to make our son Krishna conscious, Prabhu? It seems a bit challenging, please help. So, if he has good company of devotees, then he can become devotee. That's why we always beg the parents. When they're small... Please make them devotee, don't wait for them. At that time they will say, no Prabhu cannot, cannot force, you know, let them, you know. So then they will, when they become big, they cannot control. But anyway, whatever has happened, has happened. That's why, if you can do it from the young age, that is good. But then even if, you know, if the son, you know, is a little bit grown up, teenage, he is rebellious or whatever. The thing is, at that age, they don't really listen to the parents. They listen to friends. So, it depends very much on the circle of friends that they have. So, we send them to school and then give them the classmates, the association of all the materialists. How can we expect them to be, um, you know, encouraged spiritually? So, therefore, there has to be devotee friends, they have to have devotee friends. If they make close friendship with devotees, Then eventually, they will get all the qualities of devotees. That's why, at that age especially, they listen to friends more than the family. So, they have to have devotee friends. So, if they can find similar age, you know, devotees in the temple, you know, uh, that will actually propel them more towards Krishna consciousness. And um, again, if that is not physically possible, at least start with online. If the endeavor starts, then Krishna will open more and more doors. As it is said, if you take one step towards Krishna, Krishna will take nine steps towards you. And his nine steps, you know how big they are. With two steps, he conquered the entire universe. You know, that much he will come to you. You know, <laughs> So he walks nine steps towards you with his steps. And we are taking our baby steps. So we have to take our steps, but he waits for our step. He waits. He can, he can take he, nine steps, hundred steps. But he wants to wait for our step. Whether we are first of all interested or not in him, then he will, he will come forward. So we have to show some interest. So if we can associate with devotees, if, the, if your son can associate with devotees, you know we have so many devotees of different age groups, young, old, all age groups, every, everybody in between. So <clears throat> if you can connect with devotees and be inspired by them, even online for the time being, that will you know encourage him more and more. And you know that, that thing, of course, it has to come from him also. You know, he has to be interested first of all. So he has to have the questioning about life, about what is going to happen with my life, what is my life, actually who am I, where did I come from? These things has have to happen in the mind, you know. So if he is exposed to the right, you know, the Bhagavad Gita, the devotees, Sangha, then these things, you know, these questions, you know, will start to come up in his mind and he will get answers and that's how he will become more and more inspired. All right, uh, he is seven years old now, <laughs> he is only seven years old. No, then that's not difficult, he is not, he's not in his teens, He's not rebellious as, as yet. So, yeah, so now is the best time actually, you know, get him in, in circle with devotees, you know, and show him videos of devotees, you know, you know, even if we can't physically associate, show him all these things about, you know, Krishna, you know, uh, like Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's movies are there, or you know our, our devotees videos are there you know sometimes we have vlogs you know how we did our preaching you know that's why we are actually doing these vlogs we have our youtube channel because we understand that many devotees are out there by themselves and they don't have the advantage of association with the temple devotees and now with covid 19 period everybody is you know out of this association so video format is a good way that we can use technology in Krishna's service and that's why we are making all these videos on our youtube channels or whatever is because of this so that others will be inspired just by watching them so in that way we can associate together even though we can't really physically associate so you know make use of all these things and you know get him more and more Uh, instead of you know watching some useless cartoon or something uh, watch watch Krishna cartoon you know or you know Krishna's videos or devotees videos or you know Chaitanya Mahaprabhu movie or you know like this there are so many of course modern movies please don't show them Even modern Ramayana Mahabharata is like bogus. But the old Ramayana Mahabharata is a bit, you know, can be shown at least to children. They can be, you know, they can learn something. So if you have the recording, I think they are on YouTube as well now. So if they can understand, that's well and good. So and get them to read Prabhupada's books slowly. Krishna book, you know, there is a children version of the Krishna books. Get them to read. Books is where they have to get attached to the books. Don't don't be too much into video also because they will lose that. Uh, reading habit. So they have to read Krishna's books, the Krishna stories and all these things, get them to read and get them to So once they get into the reading habit, then all these things will make them devotee, you know First of all Don't worry about Your son becoming a devotee without first of all worrying about you becoming a devotee They children imitate the parents Many times, you know, people ask us, you know, when we are distributing books and say so ah, do you have uh, Bhagavad Gita classes for children? I said, we have Bhagavad Gita classes for uh, children and adults. Yeah, I want to enroll my child, but you know what, I, I always tell them, but you know what, we will teach the child not to eat meat and you know, we have to eat only Prasadam and when he goes home, you're not going to cook Prasadam for him, you don't know what are the rules and he learns the rules and you don't know the rules and when he tells you, hey, you are just a small boy, what you know, You know, I know Bhagavad Gita. So, <laughs> there will be a disconnect. So, you also have to come. You have to show example. As a parent, the parents have to lead the children. So, children usually work by imitation. You know, they imitate their parents. Whatever the parents do, they will also imitate. So, if the parents are chanting, they will also chant. If the parents are reading, they will also read. So, we have to show, first of all, example and then they will also follow. We just can't be thinking that, you know, I want to, you know, make him a devotee but I don't want to be such a serious devotee. That doesn't work. And when he, eventually, when he actually becomes too serious, like he wants to, there is no such thing as too serious. But if he wants to become a Brahmachari and become full-time, no, 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 you cannot do that. Because I am not serious. Real, serious father means, yes, this is good, you become Brahmachari. That means real parents. My mother, I am not boasting, but my mother, by Krishna's mercy, said, you become Brahmachari. Not only you, your two brothers also become, should become Brahmachari. Hmm. And one of them actually became Brahmachari. So, you know, this is, um, this is how parents should be. Parents should encourage the children to become brahmachari Uh, and you know become devotee, full-on full-on devotee. Why why become engineer, doctor? Why? why? If they have already become okay, fine, you know, let them do something. But if they are young, yeah, you should train them to become brahmachari and become a full-on preacher of Bhagavad Dharma. That is what the world really needs, not anything else. Doctor, engineer, lawyer, and there are so many people who have studied engineering and sweeping roads, you know, because there's so much unemployment going on. Why do you want to put your son into that? Here, there is so much demand, no supply. There is so much supply of engineers, you know, no demand. So come here. There is so much vacancy. We can join here. Of course, there will be no salary. But he will have the blessings of the goddess of fortune. When Sudama came and you know served Krishna, uh, who Rukmini was fanning him. Don't worry about. Don't worry about money. Money is not everything. If you, if you think money is everything, then we have not understood. Krishna services everything, so we have to be ready for that. Alright, next question. Uh, Vishnu Vishnutija Prabhu. Prabhu was the Muslim man in Puran, reborn as a devotee if he couldn't go back to Vaikuntha. It is said that he went back to Vaikuntha. When he said Haram, 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 he went back to Vaikuntha. That is the power of the Lord's name, you know. Somehow he chanted offenselessly and he went back. Somehow. If you if you ask me the details, how how I don't know. I just heard this shloka, that's it. Ajanya Mataji, if sex will suppress intelligence to understand Krishna, is it good to compel the less intelligent woman to do it? The little intelligence may lost, may be lost, isn't it? Uh, so, So the point is she is asking if, if sex will suppress the intelligence to understand Krishna, is it good to compel the less intelligent woman to do it? The little the little intelligence that is there also will be lost, isn't it? So, that's not the way you should to see it. A woman's nature is she has to care for the future population. And the children are the future. They are going to be the citizens of the world. And the mother's duty is to train them as great devotees of Krishna. So it is the, 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 the mother's duty is to preach actually to the children. To make them devotees. That is real mother's duty. It's not about just the sex, you know. There is so much more responsibility to it. So, if dharma viruddha kamos me, um, sex life outside of religious principles, that is sinful. But aviruddha within marriage for procreation, for good population, that is very much uh, you know, a service to Krishna, a good service to Krishna to you know bring forth very qualified population. We need such qualified people. So, every mother should think that I have to uh, make these souls who have Krishna has given me I have to make them good devotees so I have to preach to them a mother must become a preacher for her children that is real mother that is real mother so just don't think in terms of sex it's about so much more they are grooming the future of the world the mothers so the mother has to you know uh, make the child a devotee all that that should be the Oh, thinking of the mother. Otherwise, Shastra says, don't become a mother. Huh? What the Shastra says? 5.5.18 It's a very responsible job. Mother job is very responsible job. You know, nowadays with the modern Western thinking, they think housewife means, ah, you know, like, yeah, not qualified. Enough. Oh, you're you are housewife. You failed your exam, is it? Your engineering exam, you failed. Oh, okay. That that's the, that's the definition of housewife today. Housewife, you know how great job it is. You think it is easy job? Not just taking care of the house and cleaning. Mainly, first of all, she has to, more than the cleaning and taking care and cooking and all that. She has to make the children devotees. That is real mother job. You know, it's a full time job. You know, uh, so it's not it's not a it's not something to be dis, to be uh, to despise. No, it is a great responsible job. Hmm. One who cannot deliver his dependence from the path of repeated birth and death should never become a spiritual master, father, husband, mother or worshipable demigod. So, that is how we should see it. Okay? Don't think that, you know, By intelligence, intelligence will be I mean by sex, by intelligence will be lost, so uh, therefore women should refrain from sex. No, it doesn't. That's why there is no brahmacharya for woman at all. Because she cannot handle it. Her natural position is to become a mother. That is her and there she will find a lot of comfort when she becomes a mother. She will find a lot of pleasure there. If you artificially you know try to imitate the man and become a celibate, we have seen many of such women. Honestly. Uh, they just can't. They just can't handle it, you know. Even men can't handle it if they are not trained properly. They can't handle it. Celibacy. If they are not trained, they'll always be thinking, "Oh, I miss, you know, I miss, I miss having a woman in my life." That's how they think. And <clears throat> psychologically, especially for women, psychology, they should have relationship and children. That's when they will become mature. Mm. And, until that, they will always remain immature and they will behave in very erratic ways. I mean. I don't want to point anything, but I have seen so much behavior, you know. So, psychology, is a different cycle, We just have to understand that Krishna has created that way. So, it is not something bad or good. It is just, it is that way. So, we should should just uh, give facility for women and men, so that everybody advances in Krishna consciousness. So, if Krishna thought that being celibate is good for women, he would have done it, but he did not. Why he said woman must be always in the family and protected by the, you know, uh, father, husband and son. That means she has to have a husband, she has to be married. That is her position as a woman. She has to do that. If Krishna knew that woman can, you know, be without, then he should, he should have said brahmacharya, sannyasi all this for woman also, but he did not. So it is just the body is like that. So just accept it. And also accept it that you are not the body. And as long as you are trapped in the body, just accept the rules that are meant for the body because we're not on the platform of the soul yet we have not understood realized really that we are, we are spirit souls hmm? yes we are all equal as spirit souls as spirit souls yes we are all equal but with the body we have different gunas so we have to work according to the injunctions of krishna how to even while remaining in the remaining in those gunas try to slowly elevate ourselves you know so that's the point all right next question Ajahnimad, is it good To marry only once for a woman, is it? For a divorced woman, is it necessary to follow three dharma? What is good way of devotional service to a widow or divorced woman? Well, this is a very difficult subject, especially in Kali Yuga. Speaking in Vedic way, there is no divorce. At the same time, sometimes the relationship becomes abusive and divorce happens and abusive in the sense, not just from the man's side. In fact Prabhupada said in one of the purports, most, not all, most of the divorces are because of womanly behaviour. And uh, out of all the divorce cases I have seen so far in my life, one was from the man's side, one or two. The problem was from the man's side and the rest 20 plus or 30, all from the woman's side, problem. So, I am not saying that women are the problem, but this is generally the fact that Prabhupada himself said this in one of the purports. Usually, it is due to the womanly behaviour. So, if the woman is trained to be submissive from very young and if the man is properly trained, then the combination is perfect. Sometimes it so happens that a woman, by her submissive service to the man, even if the man is completely a jerk, it's like completely uncontrolled, you know, like, she brings him under control and makes slowly, makes him, a, by her service, she changes him. Prabhupada's sister was like that. She was married to a man who was a meat eater, drunkard, and, you know, he wouldn't come home for months. Don't know where he went and where he, you know, and she just put put up with that. And then she just, and whenever he comes slowly, slowly, you know, she, she uh, made him a devotee. And in the end he became a devotee and he's, he said my life completely changed because of my wife. So, that is also a case or she can just run away from that. Sometimes, many times I have seen man also, he, he also, um, you know, the shares, I mean he has to tolerate a bad wife. You know, he's a devotee but then his wife just doesn't cooperate with him at all. I have seen so many of that as well, both sides. Woman is a devotee, man is not a devotee. Man is a devotee, woman is not a devotee. These things happen. So, sometimes out of our karma, whatever we have, you know, um, done in the past, because of that, we come into a relationship like that. Man, if divorce actually happens and if it happened before Krishna consciousness and whatever, for whatever reason it happened, the best thing is for the woman not to marry and remain. That's the best thing. But then I have seen also that divorce happened, and then that relationship was gone, but they married devotee later on, and then it went well. So these things also happen, but changing partners and changing partners is another nonsense. So if something happened by accident, something happened out of abuse or something like that, and if uh, you know if now the devote I mean the person has come to Krishna consciousness, and now if he has become if he acts devotee husband you know that's a different thing but then being a devotee and then you know switching partners and this is completely off again divorce completely is not even in the Shastra but these are some of the adjustments that even Prabhupada you know when he saw you know he knew that some of the women who came to him were already either married or had sex with the 20 men or 50 men in their lives i don't know how many and the men also had sex with so many women in their lives western you know western world but still you know he now that they have come to devotional service okay now okay find a partner get yourselves married and move on so he encouraged the marriage so they might have been divorced or in so many relationships before it's as good as a divorce basically and now at least you correct it and just fix with one man that's all right but If after coming devotee, like actually it happened, so after he made them devotees and then got them married, and then after some time, some of them like switched partners, you know. This devotee's wife became that devotee's wife now, and then that devotee's wife became this devotee. What is that? Because they're still with their Western mentality. So that he totally condemned. He said, What is this nonsense? Complete nonsense. What are you doing? You know, he he scolded them so much actually that time. So those things happen sometimes. So that is condemned. But until then, whatever mistake we have done, you know, Prabhupada excused. So on those grounds, yeah, we can say that whatever happened before, it's, it's that. But now at least remain with one husband and go ahead. That's it. And, but if you somehow detach from even that husband, then no way. There's no, no, no re- remarriage, nothing. Just be uh, single and then under the protection of the devotees, somehow carry on with the devotional service. There's no such thing as so many marriages for women. Alright. I think that's the end and we are so late today thank you all very much and uh, thank you all for putting up with me Shri Isha Upanishad ki jai Shri Prabhupada ki jai Anantakoti ki jai hari hari actually if you, if you remember we finished the class at 9 30 something almost 9 40 maybe but the questions so oh, Krishna all right Hare Krishna